the best place to start is at the campsite um or <laughs> on a trail you know nobody nobody knows the perfect setup for you like i said earlier there's there's no one answer um the life in motion podcast is brought to you by actual outdoors they help build beautiful brands that highlight the approachable and authentic parts of outdoor recreation said simply they keep it real learn more at actualoutdoors.com this is a life in motion audio experience a podcast about travel action sports culture and more What's up, and welcome to episode 118 of Life in Motion. I've got Chris Holloway with me, who's the one behind More Expo, which is all about overlanding and off-roading. I'm excited to see how he's using his love for the outdoors to grow community around Overland. Thank you so much, Chris, for being on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a, a great one for sure. Yes, yes, I'm excited. Um, uh, you know, obviously excited about the more expo coming up that uh, Lumen gets to be a part of. But um, before we kind of get into what that's all about, let's kind of start with, um, you know, who you are, where you grew up, hobbies you had growing up, kind of, you know, what in, what inspired you to do this uh, sort of thing in the first place? Yeah, you bet. So um, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Chris Holloway. I am the CEO and founder of More Expo, Midwest Overland Off-Road Expo in Springfield, Missouri. Um, I'm, a, I'm an avid outdoor enthusiast. I'm a car enthusiast. Uh, I'm a gadget um addict i can't get enough uh, gear and gadgets um father of one and i'm married to my high school sweetheart we live here in kansas city missouri um you know getting into getting into putting on events uh that bring together the outdoor community the overlander network um all of those people that fall into this uh this amazing category of our our newfound love and hobby uh, is just a it's a huge passion of mine i i originally you know i haven't done this all my life this is our our fourth year that i've been doing it but i've been around events and trade shows um for many years one of my you know young childhood cash paying jobs a couple times a year was to go and help a family friend work an RV and boat show down in Springfield. So I, I was always paying attention and, and always learning uh, behind the scenes what actually goes on to, to create a successful event that's a win-win-win for everybody. And, um, and then after several years of uh, working uh, as a technician and in a heavy equipment shop, I I made contact with that old family friend and he said, Hey, you know, why aren't you, why aren't you doing events for this off-road stuff? You know, you seem really into it. Uh, and I, I laughed and said, you know, it's impossible. You can't get into that. And uh, <laughs> he, he kind of took me under his wing and, and uh, groomed me into uh, some important information that, that I needed to know and some skills that I needed to learn. And then, um, you know, it was off to the races after that. Our, this will be our fourth year expo, April 21st and 22nd. The first year we had 3,500 people and, and about 50 vendors. This year we'll see 10,000 people and we'll see over 200 vendors from all over the world. Quite incredible how fast it's such a short amount of years. That's awesome. So, 
you know, obviously sort of the, the event background makes sense, but when, I guess as far as like kind of the off-roading stuff, like, you know, you obviously been into that, like what, what got you into that learning? Like, what was it about? Like where, I guess, what, what does that look like? I guess from your personal experience, it, you know, it, it starts out as kids playing in the Creek and, uh, you know, staying off of the video games. When, <laughs> when I was a kid, I lived out in the country and, um, you know, when I wasn't working, uh, my friends and I were hiking down the uh, down the the farmer's creek, far out as we could get, and setting up camp and just enjoying it, uh, bringing a little bit of food, but also catching crawdads and and catching fish and eating them while we were out. And um, as I got older, my my passion for camping remained the same, but you know the toys got bigger <laughs> and more expensive. I my my first off-road vehicle, I was, uh, let's see, I would have been 18 when I got it. Uh, my first true off-road vehicle, I had a couple pickups and farm trucks and stuff, but it was a, it was an 87 Toyota pickup that I bought for $500 and I got it running. And that is probably the vehicle that I regret getting rid of the most. Uh, and even looking at the market right now, uh, that those trucks are, they've gone up so much in value. It's insane. Uh, so started out with an 87 Toyota pickup. A um, couple years later, ended up getting my first Jeep Wrangler Rubicon. It was an 03 TJ and enjoyed the heck out of it, but still didn't really know what I was. And then throughout some career changes, I was able to get a, a new to me four-door rubicon jk and i built it and we were hitting all the rock parks and uh, tearing it up every weekend and coming home and licking our wounds and fixing it and it just seemed it was so much fun to do that i love the wheeling aspect but it, it was it all it all seemed like it was just kind of based around the camping anyways you know we we loved our campsites um, and then the wheeling was just kind of a bonus. So that, that's kind of when I, I got into the adventure travel and in getting out of the off-road parks and really exploring deeper into the forests and into, you know, neighboring state and different places around the Midwest where we could actually travel, uh, explore and just find some really epic. That, that's kind of how all that transitioned. And then you just, you land into such an amazing high energy business owners and of uh, consumers and attendees that it it's borderline addictive. <laughs> it's, hard to, <laughs> it's hard to pass that feeling in this space. I just, I love it so much. That's, that's awesome. And yeah, it's, you know, that makes sense too. You know, as you got older, the toys got bigger and more expensive. So, <laughs> um, so, so with that, you know, you kind of got into the, you mentioned kind of the travel, uh, adventure travel part of it, you know, bordering states and that kind of stuff. Where's the, the, I guess the farthest that you've gone and like, what has been like the most, uh, memorable of, of those, those trips? I have, I have two places that I've been, um, that are nearly tied with each other for how much I love them. Um, one of them, the first one is, uh, is abandoned coal country of West Virginia. 
um, traveling through the Appalachian Mountains, exploring old abandoned train towns and these just really amazing communities and, and beautiful scenic trails um, was absolutely incredible. I loved that. And and I plan to go back. Uh, the other one that that's right in line with amazing trips would be um, would be the the adventure that I took with Rob Miller from Revere Overland, where we went. Uh, we actually went from Michigan, uh, from the core event in Michigan. We drove straight through to um, Green River, uh, Utah, and then drove straight south of Green River, which is pretty much Moab, all the way through the desert, all the way down to the north rim of the Grand Canyon in Arizona. And that was that was my first desert experience. Um, and it, it was absolutely incredible. I, I've never seen anything like it. It was like, you know, it was like being on another planet, really. Um, <laughs> just, just absolutely amazing. Hot as hell during the day, chilly at night, you know, scorpions and snake, cacti and just, epic sights flooding it it was a it was a really cool trip as well so i you know it's hard to say which one i like better i i do love west virginia i think those appalachian mountains or it's appalachian up there yeah um, yeah are incredible but then also getting back to the desert would be that's awesome so and and for the the one um and I, I'm actually originally from Virginia, not West Virginia. So, you know, I, I know that area is, is beautiful with with the mountains and everything. But for the longer trip, how, how long was that trip? And then um, also, I guess a question I have for that is how how does that work? Like, you know, you you drive like are there are there restrictions, I guess, would maybe be the best way to ask that as far as like where you can go or. Uh, yeah, so there there are motor vehicle use maps and proper uh, proper trails to stay on. Um, you know, most of them are are considered roads, um, but you don't you don't want to leave the path. You don't want to make new tracks or trails going around anything. Um, so most, if not all, states have uh, a motor vehicle use map that you can grab. And it it will lay out where you can and cannot go, um, and as long as you abide by those, then then you're in good shape. Fortunately, you know, in the in the Utah, Southern Utah, and Arizona, I had a guide, and I was able to go with somebody who's traveled that area a a lot. And you can you can get it on YouTube and see all his stuff at Revere Overland. He's got some amazing desert videos. Um, and then, you know, so we're talking about two completely different places, but you know, that's the way the desert is. You just, you find roads that are, you're able to travel on, but then when you get out to West Virginia, everything's pretty laid out as well. Uh, motor vehicle use maps will let you know where you can and can't go. And I, I carry an Atlas with me and I, I typically just try to find the the least straight road and then head for it. That's that's also a little, little bit of freedom there. I, yeah, I was kind of always curious how that worked because, you know, if, if you're hiking or whatever, you know, there's a trail map and, and sort of the same thing of where where not to go. So I was wondering how that uh, translated to to off roading. So, you know, obviously you, 
you kind of caught that bug and and obviously still have that <laughs> that bug as far as off-roading and everything um and then kind of to to kind of go back to you know you you had the experience kind of growing up with you know working at different uh, expos and then eventually gotten taken under your wing what you know obviously organizing something and really organizing a community around around um the off-roading is you know that's a big task and it's completely different than you know going out with some buddies or whatnot so like what what was kind of the motivation for you to start it and like actually i guess take that the passion that you already had sort of to you know to what it is now so in the midwest we do have a few events that currently existed um rendezvous in the ozarks Randy Putt puts that event on. I I call Randy the uh, the grandfather of events in the Midwest for sure, <laughs> uh, for the overlanding scene. And then um, and there are a few others that that take place, but there was nothing really uh, dedicated to to vendors and consumers um, specifically built around that. So. When you look at the prices on some of these things, and I, I battle it all the time when I'm when I'm talking about equipment that I have, you know, like our our off road camper trailer, they're they're extremely expensive. You know, you could go buy a really beautiful bumper pull tow behind trailer, um, you know, suitable for RV parks that sleeps five for the same price that I paid for my my off road trailer that you know, sleeps too and barely has room to stand up and change in it. So before people make those purchasing decisions and buy something like that, they want to go see it. And current, you know, the way it was in the Midwest or the way it was in the Midwest was there was nowhere to go see these uh, items. You know, if you want to go buy a rooftop tent, you could spend two grand. You could also spend, you know, six or seven thousand dollars so like before i go shopping you know the online stuff really just doesn't show me show me enough of what i want and i i worked closely the first year with um with somebody that that believed the same thing was artemis overland hardware in springfield missouri and he wanted to open a store not just an online store he wanted an actual storefront where People could come in and look at products before they bought them. So him and I, you know, just kind of fed off each other's energy and he got a store open and I started advertising for the event. But I I just I wanted a place where people could come in and put their hands and eyes on these products before they made a buying decision or learn about new products to help them figure out how they want to outfit their setup. Um, so that was one of the, uh, one of the pillars of the event. The other, when creating this was frankly, there just wasn't enough education. Um, you know, lots of unsafe practices, uh, lots of, um, not very confident travelers out there. And we decided that for every hour that the show takes place, there needs to be a, a different class that can be attended, whether it's first aid or map reading or radio communications or anything like that. So we we also wanted to create a an educational space for for people that are getting into this 
to be able to come and learn about a, a topic they're interested in and grow their confidence. So that's why that's why we're we hit the uh, the classes and courses at these events so hard. Yeah. And that's cool. And like, you know, you bring up a good point there. You know, if somebody is, uh, you know, whether or not, you know, they're just getting started or, you know, a couple years into it, you know, with such a, you know, big, big uh, ticket items, you know, you want to be able to see it. And so, you know, by by being able to offer that, you know, I'm sure that's kind of in a sense, you know, kind of growing that community because somebody, you know, might see it like, oh, I'm not going to spend that much money on something I came and see. And they just kind of push that, you know, uh, that dream, if you will, uh, kind of down. But if they see that and, you know, that encourages them to get out and do it. Um, and I think the uh, the education stuff is is really interesting, too, and, and something I didn't think about, because, you know, if you're if you're off road in the middle of nowhere or I'm sure, you know, if something happens or you know, you're not going to be able to call call an ambulance or, or a tow truck necessarily, I don't think. So, you know, being able to kind of feed that um, that 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 education and kind of that knowledge to prepare people um, is is huge as well. Do like with those classes, I mean, is it kind of the basics, like you said, you know, the first aid and, you know, how to read a map and that kind of stuff. And is it also like, I guess, a, a mechanical aspect of it? So, um each of the classes that we have is a 50 minute, uh, just kind of an introduction course, but it, they all are geared towards, uh, you know, giving you an introductory understanding of, of whatever the topic is that, that you're needing to learn. Um, and then, and then showing you where to go do your research and, and find the information that you need, um, to be able to master that skill. So you'd see classes, we, we had a, a very broad range, um, you know, first aid, of course, we do several of those in map reading to, you know, Gaia navigation. So using GPS software to be able to, to not get lost and also to be able to, you know, back to our original conversation, stay on roads that are legal to be on. Um, you know, we also had we had a, a safe drone operation class. You know uh, that's that's becoming more and more and more popular. Is is the drones that are are flying around? So we had a a little bit of a crash course on that. Um, radio communications. You know what's the correct what's the correct or actually the better way to put that is what's the best fit radio for you to use for two-way communications while on the trail is it cb radio is it frs is it gmrs uh ham radio should you be sending smoke signals you know what's <laughs> what's really the best way to to communicate um, for you you know there's no there's no answer to what's the best it's just what works best so we we like like to arm everybody that attends these with the ability to um, to go out and do their own research and learn uh, based on some some solid advice from some very credible instructors. So uh, this year we will, I believe, we will cover twenty two topics oh, at wow. Morex. That's awesome, kind of kind of all encompassing in that fact, and then you know being able to you know more or less kind of get a, a taste of everything to see you know what works best for you, as you mentioned. 
Um, you know, another thing that I didn't think, think about, you know, the, the communication aspect. So, um, with, and so, you know, it's, it's really impressive to me that, you know, since, since starting this kind of the, the reach that it's gained, um, you know, from people all over the world coming, like where, where are some of those people coming from and why do you think they're coming, you know, to, to Springfield, Missouri for that, for that reason? And, you know, in the middle of the States, i I love that we do it in Springfield. It's a great central location. So we we draw um, over the course of the show so far in three years, we've had attendees from 43 states uh, represented. We've also had attendees come in from Canada and South America, which is incredible. I'm I'm always, always just knocked off my stool whenever I hear something like yeah. that, you know, it's really cool. Um, I, I think wherever the event would take place, those who want to come in and see, touch, feel, uh, these products, they'll come. And those who want to, uh, you know, increase their confidence and, and, and get some education. I think that they'll come to the other big draw is all all of us know each other it seems like <laughs> you know in the the social groups and through youtube videos and listening to podcasts and all these different platforms that we use to stay in touch uh as a community the events like this are the places that we actually get to go and shake hands with somebody that we've you know, had communication with for the past year or two or three or five, you know, go, you, it's a place where you can go finally buy that guy a beer that you offered him, a year <laughs> ago, you know, so just, just the, the community in this whole thing is really, really astonishing. Um, you know, so that's, that's why we love having the the camp Northology on site at Moore Expo. So there is we'll have 400 campsites, so our our attendees can come in and camp, and you know really sharpen iron and and just get to know each other. That's that's one of my favorite things to see is new relationships being made um, and new friendships that that come out of this. You know there there are so many people that that meet at these events and then you know. Hey, I, I live in, uh, you know, the Pacific Northwest. Well, that's cool. We're planning on heading up there in six months. Can we link up with you and maybe go see some trails? Yeah. You know, those are great ways that, that people connect. So, um, just kind of being a vehicle for that is, is really fun. You know, then we all, we also had, we had vendors that came in from seven different countries, um, for the 22 expo. And we're expecting to see that much and more for the 23 Expo. And that's that just shows the vastness of, um, you know, the products that come to this industry, which I think are incredibly cool. Like I told you earlier, I'm a gear nut and seeing the the newest, latest and greatest that South Africa has to offer here in Springfield, Missouri is is remarkable. It's really cool. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, as, you know, like I said, that's, 
amazing to me that so many people and, and to your point, vendors as well, you know, are coming to, you know, me being in, in Springfield, Missouri, you know, coming, coming to my neck of the woods, you know, just for that. But it, I think it just shows kind of, um, how, how tight knit the community is once there's something good out there that, you know, brings value from, you know, not only a gear standpoint, but the educational standpoint and the, the community standpoint as well. So obviously you all have the, um, the kind of camping side of things, uh, you know, kind of for after, after the expo, are there, are there a lot of people that, you know, bring their, their vehicles with them? Um, and are there kind of any, any rides that happen, I guess, during that weekend? Yeah. Great question. So the, the awesome thing about, you know, and you know, Springfield, it's a, it's Missouri's third largest city, but it's still a small town, right? So yeah. um, the the really cool thing about is the week of more expo, just driving around Springfield and seeing how many rigs are in <laughs> town. It's crazy. And every gas station you stop at, they're asking, what's going on in town? You know, every hotel parking lot is full of amazing off-road builds. Um, the off-road parks in the area are packed. It, it's just cool to see that many rigs in in one population uh, for a week. So um, everybody comes in. You know, we have people that fly into uh, the Branson Airport and they'll rent cars. You know, the same with any event, they'll they'll attend that way, which I understand completely. Uh, I've done that too for events that are far away, but the majority of of people drive in. Um, one of the most exciting things to do at more expo is just to go out and walk around the parking lot. Uh, it's incredible. So, you know, you'll see at any given time, you'll see three to 6,000 amazing vehicles sitting out in the parking lot. You know, you'll see your, your crazy off-road rig next to a minivan next to a <laughs> built Tacoma next to an amazing Jeep next to some Land Rovers and some bands that people sleep out of. So that's really a cool thing to go check out. Um, and then, as far as guided rides go, we uh, we have something that's pretty unique. So the Southern Missouri Off-Road Ranch is one of the highest renowned off-road parks. It's absolutely phenomenal. And I'm friends with the owner of that park. It's about 50 minutes away from, from the fairgrounds where we hold the expo. And you can jump on 60 highway and head that way. It takes about 50 minutes to get there. And we were talking about it and we decided, you know what? The, the highway is just not the most romantic way to get there. So uh, the first year we created guided rides that would take you from Springfield down through the Ozark National Forest, uh, or I'm sorry, the Mark Twain National Forest and eventually bring you up the back road way into Southern Missouri Off-Road Ranch. Well, the first year that that had about 30 cars per um, per guide registered, which was a lot to manage a, a convoy of 30 yeah. vehicles, you know, through the city of Springfield and then down through Ozark and then, and then into the woods. So that was a lot. Um, the second year, we we saw registration at at almost 60 vehicles per guided route <laughs> and uh we were we were gonna make it happen um you know we we promised it and we were gonna deliver uh so we had we had police escorts lined up and all that stuff for the city <laughs> driving 
but very unfortunately for that year, we had that that incredible ice storm that came through Springfield, and we unfortunately had to oh. cancel the the Smortemore run. So um, that allowed us some time to take a couple steps back and really look at the drawing board and see, you know, if this is going to work, it needs to change and evolve. So. Um, so we started looking at the way off-road rallies operate with a turn-by-turn directional book, um, you know, landmarks to guide yourself along the a route. And we changed it from a guided route um, into a turn-by-turn direction uh, self-guided route. So what we did was we partnered with Midland Radio and we said, hey, we need your support in this to make it happen. They're the obvious perfect fit for it. Um, and what we did was we actually created created two different routes that could be ran either way from Moore Expo to Southern Missouri Off-Road Ranch or vice versa. Uh, so we had a route A and a route B. And then we created a rally book, a, a printed fit in your back pocket size rally book that had um, had mileage. So, you know, you'd go 12 miles, cross a bridge, and it would have an arrow for a right turn. And you'd see that and mark it off your checklist as you went. Um, There are different clues along the way, you know, which way is the river flowing at this crossing or, um, you know, what direction do you turn here? There's a, you know, a couple classic cars on the way with trees growing through the hood, you know, (laughs) name the make of the classic car. So. Well, we allowed everybody the chance to run it on their own and complete the rally book and turn it in. Chances to win some awesome prizes. Uh, we actually gave out about $4,000 in prizes to those who turned in their books with the most accurate answers. Um, and it is a huge hit. We, we ended up having 327 vehicles registered for that. Wow. <laughs> uh, in 22. And in 23, we expect to add two more routes. And and we expect to have about 500 registrations on it. Actually, we'll we'll likely cap it at 500. Um, it's it's forty dollars to get the rally book and register, but that forty dollars gets you a really nice s'more to more branded with the Midland logo T-shirt. It gets you a swag bag. It gets you a patch. Um, it gets you in VIP parking at Moore Expo. It also gets you VIP parking at at Southern Missouri Off-Road Ranch. Um, and then a ton of other goodies that come along with it. So we we really honestly just use the, the registration cost at $40 per vehicle uh, to help cover some of those those costs, but it's definitely way more of a value than that. You know, we really our our costs in planning the thing is is totally unbalanced, but it's just so much fun that it's worth it. I, I get to spend I get to spend about five weekends in the Mark Twain National Forest planning the route out myself. So um, absolutely love it. All of all of the people that participated in it enjoyed it. Uh, we didn't have any negative feedback on the surveys that we sent out afterwards. So that's, that's a huge trip. Uh, just, just keep an eye out for more information on that on the website. Yeah, no, that's awesome. It's like, uh, it's like, it keeps getting better. You know, when you, you know, when you think of expo in a general term, you know, 
you think, okay, you're going to go to a building, you're going to look at stuff, and then you're going to leave. But, you know, this is kind of, you know, you're going to look at stuff that's really awesome. You're going to learn some stuff that's really important. Uh, you know, I, I know there's there's other entertainment. Plus, you can camp afterwards. And then, oh, by the way, here's these guided um, kind of adventures, you know, that you have a chance to, to win some things along the way as well. So it's it's really cool how that, you know, kind of covers everything. And now, you know, why it's draws so many people. Uh, because of all that with that is there is there anything any other surprises that are happening that weekend that i should that i didn't cover because like i said we keep we keep on kind of adding on to those kind of what it all entails yeah you know it's funny it doesn't stop there and it it (laughs) won't (laughs) uh we've got we've got uh vip tickets available so you can actually buy a vip ticket for uh and it's good for thursday friday and saturday night after parties um, so Thursday night, we have a big, big welcome party that all the vendors will be at, uh, live music, good food, good drinks, um, some great networking, just a, an all around good time. And that's, that's just the welcome party Friday night or Thursday night. I'm sorry. Uh, Friday night, we're doing a, a back to the backyard barbecue to kick off the the spring vibe and get everybody kind of in that in that summer is on its way kind of kind of feeling uh so we're just going to have a big after party after the uh expo doors close friday night burgers and dogs on the grill again live music drinks good networking great people and then uh and then saturday night we're going to end the whole thing with a a big band live music kickoff rap party uh, just to to celebrate a successful weekend. So um, so VIP tickets are available to any of those after parties um, where, you know, come meet the vendors when they're not wearing their, well, not suit and tie, but, you know, just come <laughs> in and catch them off record and hang out. All of our, um, all of the uh, storytellers will be there and we can, uh, that's another thing to talk about is the storyteller section. So we we always want to encourage those who uh, encourage others. And the ones that do it are, are like yourself, Jeremy, with the podcast, um, the YouTubers, the, the people that are out testing product and doing uh, product review videos, the Instagrammers, the um, people that are writing articles for magazines and the photographers. So we have a, what we call the storyteller program and we invite them all in. Uh, We give them a place to display their vehicle and our attendees can go and meet with these content creators and, and learn about what cameras they're using and, you know, how they're editing and what trips have they been on? You know, a a lot of these guys are traveling full time. I've, I would love to spend an hour with Matt from Ozark Overland Adventures just to pick his brain about, you know, here's where I'm looking at going, any recommendations. So um, this year we'll, we'll feature about 30 uh, storytellers and we'll feature their vehicles right, right in the heart of the show. So you're able to go in and explore that and, and meet them and, and have a great time. If there's anybody listening that that would like to register to become a more expo storyteller, 
there's a, a place on the website where you can you can sign up for it. We'll grade the application and and see if it's a good fit. So there's there's that. There's the after parties, the camping. Uh, there's the recovery room lounge inside, which features local artists, live music all day. Uh, it's a place to come sit, unwind, grab a craft cocktail. You know, you can bring your food over from concessions and eat there. So we, we set up some cool patio seating and, and have a nice stage. And we just kind of bring in some, well, some really talented local, uh, artists to come in and, and play, play music. And so that, that's always a blast as well. So that it just, it really never stops. There's, there's enough to, to darn sure justify traveling up for the weekend. <laughs> no, that's, that's awesome. Like, like you said, it just doesn't stop. And there's so many different, um, so many different things to do, you know, and, you know, as I mentioned before, Illumin will be there this year. So I'm excited to that. But I think after having this conversation, I'm even, uh, maybe a little more excited. <laughs> some, some things I didn't realize at first. So, um, that's awesome. So, so to that point, kind of one thing I always like to ask, um, our guest is a kind of a piece of advice for our listeners. Obviously, you know, we've primarily kind of talked about the the expo itself and and the different activities um, and a lot of important things as well, like, you know, going back to the education and the, the kind of different group activities and camping. But for someone who's listening and maybe this is their, you know, first taste of kind of uh, the overlanding, uh, you know, kind of lifestyle per se, and they're interested in kind of getting started in a way, what what would be your biggest advice to them or someone who is just getting started um, to, I guess, feel confident and, you know, not feel like they have to go, you know, all out as well, you know, when it comes to equipment and vehicles and stuff to kind of get your feet wet, like where would you tell them to start? The best place to start is at the campsite, um, or (laughs) on a trail, you know, nobody, nobody knows the perfect setup for you. Like I said earlier, there's, there's no one answer. Um, you know, I'm, I'm consistently laughing when I, when I see, uh, and it's not a, a hateful laugh by any means, but it's a, you know, hey, what what tires should I go with? Uh, with no background information whatsoever, and it's like, well, you know, should you go with a mud train or an all terrain? We don't know. But that's that's the thing is, you know, you if you seek information, you first need to know what what you want to do with it. So my my advice would be to to go out and and camp and explore uh, very simply. And then as you need to add things to make your experience more comfortable, um, then do your research as opposed to going out and just dropping $4,000 on a tent, $2,000 on an awning, buying a humongous fridge, and then getting out and realizing you didn't put the proper roof rack on or you didn't uh, you didn't pack enough battery power to power your fridge or anything like that. You know, everything is a, a butterfly effect in this. So, you know, if you increase tire sizes, you better be ready to do some work on on your your axle or at least more maintenance on wheel bearings. It, it all it all compiles. So my my best advice would be don't go crazy on any kind of build or or going out and spending a ton of money on anything. 
until you really know that that you absolutely need it um, and are ready to take on whatever else that upgrade or project comes. Yeah, with. no, that makes sense. Kind of the, the simpler approach um, to, it, to it in a way. And of course, if you attend the expo, you can get kind of get a, a jump start, at least of a taste of everything. So speaking of which, where can people find you online, um, you know, follow you on social media, kind of all that good stuff and, and get in touch and, and um, be ready for next year? Yeah, you bet. So um, moreexpo.com is our website, and that's M-O-O-R-E-E-X-P-O.com. Uh, we're also very active on social. so. Catch us on the Facebook page for the most real-time announcements and updates. Uh, you can also jump in and, and follow along on Instagram. Uh, what's new and what's going on with the show as we as we announce classes and instructors coming in, they'll be announced on social and then land on the website. Same with vendors, anything like that. Um, you know, come in and and check that stuff out. If there's any any businesses that you want to link up with and have a meeting with at the show, uh, you'll be able to hyperlink right to their websites so you can get in contact with them and let them know, hey, I'm, I'm coming to look at this specific product. Can you carve out some time for me? Uh, and and that's also where you can find all the information about the camping and the s'more to more overland rally as well. Awesome. Well, everyone, definitely make sure uh, you check all that stuff out. Uh, if you can make it, make it. It sounds like it's going to be an awesome time, um, especially, you know, if uh, you're just getting started or if you've been doing it for a while. So something for everyone. But Chris, I appreciate you kind of taking the time to share your story, kind of, uh, you know, your off-roading journey as as you will. And and of course, you know, what, what the More Expo has kind of evolved into. So um, I'm really excited for 2023 and experience myself. Uh, but until then I, I wish you the best of luck, uh, in the rest of the planning. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. It, it, it's been a great show and, and I'm excited to, uh, to have you guys in as, as an exhibitor this year. Thanks for listening. And Hey, if you've made it this far and like what you've heard, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and let your friends know about life in motion until next time.